happened was true. Traguna. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. Hello, darling, and welcome to the show. Welcome back again. Yay, sorry for the kind of um, off-schedule upload. Yeah, we'll just miss a week and then go back to Yeah, normal. Yeah, had a bit of an incident. <laughs> Concussions and a... people going to hospital. Yeah. I think that's worthy of a, a little break. <laughs> yeah, I um, a, lo- a week ago, nearly to the day, I was at the shopping centre, um, our local shopping centre, going to go grocery shopping. Um, and I ended up fainting in the food court. <laughs> smacking your head against the tiles. And completely smacking my head against the tiles. And I was just kind of lying on the floor. Luckily, my mum was there with me because um, there was people everywhere. And then I was put in a neck brace because I thought I could have done spinal damage and put me in the back of an ambulance and I went to hospital. And I've had the week off work, so... And I've had CT scans, blood tests, everything. But I'm okay now, I think. Yeah, that happened on the day that we were going to record this episode. Yeah, I literally, <laughs> I got discharged from hospital. And I, because I haven't looked at my phone all day. And there was a text message from Gabby saying, do you want a podcast? And all I did was just send her a picture of my hospital wristband. I was like, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. I don't like this. Yeah, and I was like, I'll just call you when I get home. I call Gabby and I'm like, so like this happened. I'm like, I don't think I could podcast, but you know, but we're here now. Yeah. Still not a hundred percent. Still a little bit groggy in the head, but let's talk about some true crime. Mm, first true crime episode. Yay! How appropriate. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so today I'll be taking the lead, and I'll be talking about. Dun, 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 dun. Drum roll. Drum roll. <laughs> Drum roll, the mysterious death of Natalie Wood. Hollywood! Do you know anything about the case? Nothing. Nothing whatsoever. Absolutely nothing. You know, I got a fever. Oh god, this is going to be chock full of bad Christopher Walken impressions. That's just how it is. I don't care. I know it's bad. I've been in hospital. I've got a concussion. I'm not thinking straight. So anyway, without further ado, we'll get into it. So Natalie Wood was an extremely prominent and highly sought after actress during the golden age of Hollywood, which is like the 40s, 50s, 60s. Mm. So when Hollywood was at its boom. She started her career as a child actress and had her debut as a, in a 15 second scene in the film Happy Land, which is released in 1943. She got her big break a few years later in 1947 with the Christmas classic Miracle on 34th Street. Have you seen that? No. Well, it's huge. She played um, Suzanne Walker, who's the little girl who didn't know if she believed in Santa or not. She would have been about seven, Mm -hmm. I think. By the age of nine, she had been named the most exciting juvenile motion picture star of the year by Parents Magazine. Motion picture star. Yeah, well, that's in the 40s, so... Big deal. Some of her biggest roles were in Rebel Without a Cause. You know that movie? Mm-hmm. She played Judy, James Dean's girlfriend. 
um, West Side Story. She was Maria, who was a shark, the sister to the leader of those sharks, I think. And Splendor in the Grass, she was Wilma with Warren Bates. I've not seen any of those movies. <laughs> she's like a mixture of, um, she's in the category with Marilyn Monroe and Audrey Hepburn and um, Ingrid Bergman and... We could do Lauren another a whole episode of Marilyn Monroe as well. Oh, yeah. That'd be a good one. Mm. Anyway. Yeah, because she slept with JFK and then he died. But didn't Marilyn Monroe mysteriously die as well? Yeah, overdosed on barbiturates. Because, um, yeah, <clears throat> well, allegedly she was sleeping with JFK and his brother Robert, who was like, I don't know if he was vice president or who mm. was in the first circle of mm. the White House. Um, and they, the CIA thought that they were giving her too much pillow talk about the in and outs of the government because he was allegedly assassinated by the CIA as well. Assassinated. Mm. Assassinated. <laughs> oh, Jesus, assassinated. Yeah. Celebrity deaths are really weird. Mm. They're a bit sus. Natalie's mother, I can't remember her name, sorry, <laughs> was what I would describe as the original mummager. Mm-hmm. She was like a real showbiz pageant mum. She was this crazy Russian lady because they were immigrants. Why are they always Russian? <laughs> <laughs> they were um, they were immigrants from Russia. Right. Natalie Wood isn't her birth name. It was Natalia, insert Russian last name, um, but she changed it to Natalie, Natalie Wood. But her mother had a say in her daughter's career from the get-go. Obviously, she was a child actress. Um, she was extremely pushy. She was said to be very superstitious. Um, and from childhood, she filled Natalie's head with the fear of deep, dark water. A fortune teller once foretold that Natalie would die from drowning. Spooky. It is spooky. Whilst on the set of a film when she was about 10, a bridge collapsed and she was thrown into the water. She broke her wrist and almost drowned. This intensified her fear of water more so to the point where it was even said that she was afraid to wash her own hair and would have continuous nightmares about drowning. Whoa. Yeah. Imagine being scared to wash your own hair. Yeah. She never learned how to swim also, so... Oh, that probably would have helped her fear if she'd taken swimming lessons too. Yeah, but... But anyway. This is like... Her fear of water is so real. That's a bit of a segue into the later part of the episode. foreshadowing foreshadowing that's the word i was looking for foreshadowing she was a bit of a saucy little minx when she was a teenager keyword teenager um it's been said that she had relationships with adam west who is the original batman Mm -hmm. at 15 16 17 18 this is all happening and these are grown men Mm. frank sinatra who we all know who frank sinatra is the rebel without a cause director nicholas ray she was 15 in that movie, I think. Dennis Hopper, whom he's a god in my eyes. I absolutely adore him. He's in um, Blue Velvet. Do you know that movie? No. Oh, David Lynch. <laughs> Anytime you ask me, do you know that movie or have you seen that movie? It's just like, no. no. Um, he was in Blue Velvet. He did a spoken word, like, intermission thing on a Gorillaz album. You obviously know the Gorillaz. Yeah. So he was in one of the... I can't remember. It's one of the first albums they did oh he's an easy rider he's in westworld oh not westworld waterworld i've got westworld on my mind i'm so excited for the new season 
um, is in True Romance and River's Edge. Oh my god, River's Edge. You need to watch that movie. I've not seen any of these. No, River's Edge is a good movie. It's about this um, guy. It's like an 80s high school movie. But this guy kills a chick and all the teenagers find her body and they're trying to cover it up. It's really dark. It's really good though. Okay. Um, (laughs) It's dark. Um, he was in um, George A. Romero's Land of the Dead. You know, he, George A. Romero is the first zombie director. He kind of created the modern zombie. I love him too. God rest his soul. He did a lot for the business. Um, and you know who else was in that movie, Land of the Dead? Simon Baker, <laughs> the mentalist. We love Simon Baker. Simon Baker, do you want to come on our podcast? Oh my God, I would die. Do you think he would actually mentalist people? We need to manifest getting Simon Baker on our podcast. Oh, it's just like, we will get so successful that we can end. You know how YouTubers end up interviewing celebrities? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A funny story about The Mentalist. I was so bored at work one time. I, I just watched the whole first season of The Mentalist on my phone at my desk in like a week at work. This isn't about Dennis Hopper, even though I could do a whole thing. Just on Dennis Hopper being an amazing guy, there's nothing strange or... But didn't he He have relations with a 15-year-old? Isn't that what you're implying? Yeah. (laughs) Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. Um, No, this podcast is about Natalie Wood and bad Christopher Walken impressions, isn't it? (laughs) Let's be real. Um, Warren Beatty, do you know? He's, um, you know the original Bonnie and Clyde movie? No. Do you know the song I'm um, You're So Vain by Carly Simon? No. Oh my god! <laughs> no. You know, you're so vain. Probably think this song is about oh, you. Oh, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, he was allegedly about that song. Um, you mean the song was about him? Yeah, because he. There was a rumor that he slept with like 10,000 women at some point. Surely that's not physically possible. No, he's denied it. 10,000, that's not possible. I wish, though. It'd have to be a different woman, like, every single night for his whole life. Yeah, but he's happily married now to Annette Bening, which... Yay, we love a queen. And Michael Caine. He's Alfred in the Dark Knight trilogy. Oh, yeah. Michael Caine, but he's also Alfie. I love that movie. Alfie? You'd like that movie. Why do I not know any of these movies? Oh, who knows? But they're all from like the 40s and 50s and 60s, right? Is not all of them. Like the, um, is it raining? Mm. Oh. I wonder if you'll be able to hear it again. Ambiance. Um, and Steve McQueen, who needs no introduction, obviously, because he, he was in Great Escape. No? Cool. <laughs> Moving on. Gabby knows none of these movies, but um, I can tell you I've had pubescent crushes on all of these men. Hmm. Probably still do. Hmm. What wouldn't I do for Dennis Hopper? What wouldn't I do for Christopher Walken? I'm actually re-watching a Christopher Walken movie I really love called Seven Psychopaths. That's actually, once we finish this, you need to go watch that. It's okay. so funny. Is it on Netflix? That's yeah. the question. Okay, then I yeah. will watch it. It is so funny. It's gotten to the point where I could not be bothered downloading things anymore. I used to download everything. Yeah. Please don't come for me. But like, I used to download whatever I wanted to watch mm. before everything was available on Netflix yeah. and stuff. And now it's just like, if I can't stream it somewhere, could we bother watching it? <laughs> Except, Except for Eyes Princess. princess. 
which I did download. It took like two days to download because there was like no, um, is it Caesars when they like allow you to help with the download or whatever. Anyway, yeah, Seven Psychopaths is really good. There's a point in it where Christopher Walken says motherfucker and it's the glorious it is the most glorious thing i've ever heard because you know how he talks mm. is so specific as motherfucker and i'm like oh and at the end of it he's like walking through the desert spoilers but it's like the best part of the movie and that he's wanted and these bad guys come up to him and goes with a shotgun and goes put your hands up and he looks at him and goes no he's like why he's like i don't want to like i've got a gun i don't care but it's the like it's the process on it goes too bad. <laughs> and he's like, I don't want to put my hands up. But anyway, I could go on about Christopher Walken forever. We're really straying off topic this week. Anyway, Natalie Wood, she was a really big actress. Had a lot of, of had a lot of affairs with big Hollywood heavyweights at the time when she was a teenager. Yeah. Which I guess is kind of like, it probably isn't as taboo as it is today. I feel like it was really common at that time mm. for teenage, like teenage Hollywood stars to be with. sleeping with older men because yeah. why not? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Even though that's gross. Yeah. So she later then met fellow actor Robert Wagner. She had a huge crush on him since she was like a little kid and she went on a studio arranged date. So back in the golden age of Hollywood, Actors had contracts with different studios. So, like, you know, MGM or Lionsgate mm. or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would have, like, a nine-picture contract with them. So they would have to do nine movies with this studio mm. or be with this studio until they were, like, 30 or, you know. So they went on a studio-arranged date. He was 26 at the time and it was on her 18th birthday, so she was just legal, <laughs> which is, like doesn't really matter. It just doesn't matter because she slept with Frank Sinatra. They married a year later in December of 1957. Even though her mother was so against the marriage, she was just kind of like crazy Russian lady. Like, that's well, she was 19 and he was 27. That's, that's, mm, that's not, it's bad, but it's eight years difference. Yeah. But I guess it's not, it could be worse. Yeah. But, alas, the marriage didn't last long. They separated in June of 1961 and divorced in April of 1962. So how long were they married for? Uh, about four years. Oh. After the divorce, she began a relationship with British producer Richard Gregson and in 1969 they married. 69, dude. Um, <laughs> you said that like you were meaning... Um... That's Bill and Ted. Excellent adventure. They go, oh, 69, dude. 4.20 is what I was thinking. <laughs> That's the way that you, like, the, the well, voice that you used. Well, um, Bill and Ted were stoners. That's my theory, at least. Keanu Reeves. You've got so many movies you need to catch up on. Anyway. I just don't care about older movies, to be honest. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. Yes, they got married in 1969, but they separated in 1971. And she found herself back in the arms of Robert Wagner. And then they remarried in 1972. Jesus, girl. That's such a thing, though, in that period of time. Because Elizabeth Taylor, she married Richard Burton. And then they got divorced. And then they had, like, an affair. 
with each other when they were separately married to other people and they got remarried again. And that's, I love that. I just love that. It's I so suppose I've never really been in that situation to know, but like... No. Like, you're divorced. Like, you're with other people now. Get over it. Like Yeah, what? well, that was obviously... I would have... Sh- this is just me, my theory. She had such... She loved Robert Wagner before I even met. But then why did, why did they separate, though? Probably, th- I would assume their careers, because mm. she was hugely sought after, and so was he. Um, so I guess it was just kind of separating. But um, Woods' younger sister, Lana, was quoted as saying that they had one of the best relationships in Hollywood and were more determined than most. From this point on... I would say her career was steady, but it was never, like, to the extent it was when she was younger. So she did, like... Yeah, all that kind of happens. Yeah. Um, Well, in my opinion, at least. But her career, as I said, came to a tragic end on the 29th of November, 1981. So this is recent in the eyes of time. (laughs) It's, like, 40 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Wait, did, what did you say? 89? 81. 81. Nearly 40 years. Yeah. 40 years? Nearly? It is nearly. It's 39 years. Yeah. We're in 2020. Oh. Wow. Anywho. So Wood, her husband Wagner, and Wood's current co-star in the film Brainstorm, the man, the myth, the legend, Christopher Walken, ladies and gentlemen. Insert like clapping sounds here. No, it'll just be me awkwardly clapping because <laughs> you're not clapping. You know, I got fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. I need more cowbell. I love Christopher Walken. I have no idea what you said. Oh my god! <laughs> I'll have to show you that video. It's <laughs> it's great. This it's, is like the, the Mandela effect all over again. Like me trying to tell you stuff and you're just like, no. Anyway, so the three of them and Captain Dennis Davin, I think that's how you pronounce it, departed on a weekend getaway on Wagner's yacht, The Splendor, to Catalina Island, which is just off the coast of California, kind of near LA. So it's kind of like going to Fraser Island for us, but Catalina is much smaller. Um, Wagner absolutely loved his yacht, and the family spent so much time on there. they had kids together. Oh, no. They had kids separate. Mm-hmm. No, they had kids together. They had kids separate. They had kids together. Is that not in your script? No, because I didn't give a shit about their kids. It's not about their kids. Um, they had, I think, three kids. Together or not together? They just they ended up with three kids. Yeah, okay. I don't know who they belonged to, but they're there. <laughs> they had three kids. They had three kids. They might have just plucked them off the side of the street one day. <laughs> like, you'll be my kid now. If Natalie would do that to me, I'd be like, yes, yes. mommy, take me away. <laughs> um, in a 1979 TV interview, Wood talked about how it allowed the family to escape from the public eye. She said it was easier on the boat with a smile, which I'm like, boat, water. Water. Creepy. Creepy. Fear of water. Hmm. Thinking. It was a tumultuous um, holiday from the beginning. It was said that Wagner was becoming increasingly jealous of Wood and Walken's relationship. And the same thing could be said about Wood. She was just as jealous of Wagner's on-screen wife in the hit TV series Heart to Heart. 
So was Natalie Wood going on a yacht with Christopher Walken, just the two of them? No, it was Christopher Walken, Natalie Wood, Robert Wagner. Yeah. And the captain of the yacht, Dennis. So why was he jealous if he was there? Well, they were working on a film together, Christopher Walken and Natalie Wood. They were husband and wife. Yeah. They were mad scientists. And she was away from Wagner filming the movie. Mm -hmm. And he was getting, like, whispers, being like, oh, Chris Walken's cucking your wife. (laughs) Imagine getting cucked by Christopher Walken. I can't. Everyone, including the ship's captain, Davin. Davin? Yes, Davin. Davin. Thanks for clarifying. (laughs) Everyone, including the ship's captain, Davin, had been drinking heavily throughout the whole weekend. The night of the 27th of November, which was a Friday night, the couple had a huge argument, so Natalie Wood and Wagner, Um, to the point where Davin was concerned enough to ask Walker, Walken, to get involved. Walking is probably like, no, I don't want to. I want to drink tequila. Tequila shot. The longer that you do the impression, the worse it gets. Oh, that, that stabbed me. That's wounded. <laughs> you know, I'm going to get this. You know, the only prescription is more cowbell. <laughs> I can only get one word. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> Anyway, Walken refused to intervene and was quoted to say, never get, in an arg- never get involved in an argument between a man and a wife. Mm. Wise words from Walken. I mean, it makes sense. Like, you shouldn't no. get involved in someone else's fight. <laughs> it's their problem. Not me. It's them. <laughs> Don't look, it's so disappointed at me. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm not a man, but I can try to be one. That same night, Davin would end up taking Wood ashore to the island in the dinghy named Prince Valiant, which is like, whoa, you even named your dinghy, you rich prick. Naming a dinghy a prince, that's that's a lot. And Valiant? You're not brave. Mm. That's like some Shakespeare shit, Prince Valiant. Mm. Um, They went ashore to stay at a hotel on the island. When he was questioned about this event originally, he lied and said nobody had left the yacht. But obviously, he later revoked that statement because police had evidence. They both stayed at the hotel. Like, literally, obviously, dumbass. Like, you stayed at a hotel. (laughs) Like, you can't have more proof than that. There's receipts. Yeah, and We got the receipts. I know. Yeah. But um, what was scandalous, him and Natalie stayed in the same room. And everyone's like, oh, and he's like, no, I just, she can't, she's scared of water. I just had to take her in and she didn't want to pay for another room, mm. which is like, she's so rich. They have a yacht. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next morning, Saturday the 28th, they returned to the yacht. That afternoon, Walken and Wood made their way to the island to have some drinkies, had a little tavern thingy. They got very drunk, very, very drunk. Um, According to Davin, they spent hours at the bar laughing and seemingly flirting. She's a hoe. Like, I don't want to... What's the word? Slut shame. No, I don't care about that. Um, The word, like, disrespect to the dead. 
but like she was a hoe. Speak ill of the dead. Speak ill of the dead. But if I was in her shoes, I would have snatched that up. She's she's got the ultimate list of like people to sleep with, and she slept with them before she was twenty. Yeah. So she's living the best life, but she died. So she's not living not, anywhere. Not living the best life. <laughs> um. Um, then her husband showed up and he was fuming, like absolutely outraged. Then the four of them proceeded to have dinner at the restaurant, drink two champagne bottles, two bowls of wine, and cocktail. And cocktails. It's a lot. Between four of them, in like, not, a, and they've been drinking like nonstop the whole weekend mm. as well. Um, a waitress from the tavern, she stated at one point, walking through a glass down and smashed it after making a toast, and then Wood followed him. It's like Thor. You know, the yeah. first Thor movie was like, another! And smashed it down. Like, um, you can reuse that glass. Yeah, he's not a Viking. He's like a, he's a stick of a man. Yeah. He's tall and lanky, and he looks like an alien. Like, what? <laughs> there is absolutely nothing scary about that. Um, the waitress also recalls that Wood didn't eat much and didn't seem to be in a good mood upon leaving the tavern. She was also stumbling. So obviously from... Very the, drunk, From yeah. the grog, yeah. She was, and she was a very little person. Mm. She was... I think she was like five foot two. And she was very skinny. So that would have gone through her mm. quite quickly. Um, upon reboarding the yacht, they proceeded to drink even more. She was such a great idea. And Wagner and Borkin got into a political debate that started at dinner. Quote, unquote. Great idea. Great idea to the man that's cucking you. Get into a political debate about him. I'm just putting it out there. Walken's cucked Wagner. <laughs> that's my theory. Um, in Wagner's 1986 memoir, Heart to Heart, he states, There was no fight. It was just a lot of words thrown around. Natalie sat there looking bored and left after half an hour. We continued to talk for another hour. Then I went to kiss her goodnight and she was missing. So the husband went to kiss her goodnight and she was missing. Okay, yeah. No wagon help. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> confused. <laughs> I was just checking that that's There's what a you lot meant. of W last Yeah, so I think this. that's why I'm getting confused. Um, he speculated that she couldn't sleep with the dinghy banging against the yacht and fell in and hit her head while attempting to tighten the line. I highly doubt that she would go to tighten the line if she's afraid of water. She wouldn't just be leaning over the fucking boat. Also drunk. Also drunk. I really don't think she would do that, to be honest, but... Oh, we got a little detective over here. At 1.33am, Wagner and Davin made a, a distress call to the Coast Guard saying that Wood was missing. A court, authorities recovered her body at around 7.30 to 8am on November 29th, roughly six hours after the distress call was made. She was found in nothing but a flannel nightgown, a red down jacket and blue socks only one mile away from the yacht with the Valiant Beach just south of her body. So the dinghy was gone. It wasn't on the line. Oh, so she didn't. Who said that she was trying to tighten the boat? Wagner, her husband. And how did he know that? That's his speculation. Oh, that's his speculation. So no one... Which is a very specific... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. No one actually heard her say, oh, I can't sleep because the dinghy... No, no. He did it. <laughs> he definitely did it. I 
love that. Well, that's what most people think. That's it's the general... too specific to just. Oh, oh yeah, she couldn't sleep. She fell in. Well, she slept. For, she's sleeping forever now. <laughs> Upon inspection, authorities noted that the dinghy seems not to be in use. The engine wasn't turned on, and the paddles weren't deployed. So the paddles weren't in the water. Yeah. They were still like in the boat, hinting at the fact that Wood may have not used it. The autopsy showed that she had bruises on her body and arms, as well as an abrasion on her left cheek. There was no indication on how or when they occurred. Mm. Mm. They also found that her blood alcohol was 0.14, which is... That's a lot. That is so much. Isn't, like, legal to drive, like, 0.001 or something? No, that's, like... Or zero. I think it's... Zero one. So if you're at point one, that's a lot. Oh yeah, like she was gone. Um, and there were traces of motion sickness pills and painkillers in her blood in her bloodstream, which enhanced the effect of alcohol. Those can be explained off, though. Yeah, like, like that it, makes sense. Yeah. Um, the Los Angeles County coroner ruled her death as accidental drowning and hypothermia, stating. Wood had been drinking heavily and could have slipped trying to tie the boat, the dinghy to the boat. The coroner also, yeah. <laughs> how how did the boat just like end up? She well, they were like she untied it to tie it, flush but against the boat. Then she what like got in the boat, and then the boat ended up on the beach. And she was there. she wasn't in the boat. Like, it doesn't make sense. I know. <laughs> it's so fucked. Um, the coroner also stated that her injuries were superficial and probably sustained at the time of drowning. No other trauma noted and foul play is not suspected at this time. So, at the present, no one killed her, but... I don't know how you get bruises from On drowning. my knees for you, though. <laughs> Sorry. Like, well, she fell off the boat. Well, yeah, that's that's, that's the hypothesis. Yeah, and you know, but she had a cut on her cheek. But I also guess there could have been barnacles on the boat. But anyway, witnesses on a nearby boat claim to have heard a woman screaming in the night. Well, that's suspicious. But those claims are like he said, she said, and it didn't line up with Wagner's story, quote unquote. But Wagner's story itself is so problematic. So now they're just taking the suspect's story. Yeah. That came up with suspect's story. <laughs> and and if it doesn't line up with that, oh, it must not be true then. Pretty much. But also... Of course they're not going to report hearing her scream, otherwise they would have, you know... Because Wagner did it, obviously. Yeah, he definitely he's did like it. This 90, is too sus. He's like 93, we can just... Now? Yeah. Mm. Um, chief medical examiner at the time concluded that she fell into the water by trying to board the dinghy which I don't know why she was trying to board the dinghy yeah. she was trying to tie it to the boat her jacket would likely have become heavy and soaked from the water fingernail scratches were found on the side of the Valiant as if she was trying to reboard it the, the dinghy that Ugh. just gave me chills like the thought of trying to claw your way back this up. is you can just and i guess she can't swim can she like no, you said so no. um likely succumbing to drowning from exhaustion and hypothermia mm. 
Her sister Lana seriously doubts this. Lana has been such a um, pinnacle in the whole investigation throughout the last 40 years. She's like, it wasn't accidental, it was foul play. She highly doubts that this would have happened, as Wood didn't know how to swim as her key priority, uh, her key point of interest, mm. and that she was terrified of water her So whole she life. wouldn't have tried to get in the dinghy? She would not have left the yacht on her own to get in the dinghy, period, mm. by herself, at all. I, I trust Lana because she was in James Bond. <laughs> That's why you trust her? Yes. She's um, a credible... I mean, she knew... Because like, Lana Wood's an actress as well. But, um, like, it's so sus. It is so sus. The story has changed many, many times over the last four decades, which has promoted the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department to reopen the case in late 2011. Huh. Yeah. Ralph Hernandez, a homicide detective for the Los Angeles Sheriff's, Sheriff's Department, states in the podcast Fatal Voyage, a uh, Natalie Wood's story, which is like there was, I think, 13 episodes and like 20 mm. minutes each. So I might have to listen to that. Very good. Highly suggest. He states, as soon as we looked at the autopsy report and photos, the bruises just stood out. You look at the bruising and she looks like a victim of an assault. Hmm. The fact is that we have a lot of information as to the events that occurred that evening. That points to a very suspicious death and a possibility of foul play. Wagner's lack of participation in the reopening certainly adds to our suspicion. Throughout the whole investigation, Wagner's been pretty much out of it. Walken, on the other hand, hired a lawyer to cooperate with the investigation and was not considered a suspect by authorities when the case was originally opened. And now he's come back in and been like, this is what I think. And they've pretty much ruled him out. But Wagner really doesn't want to deal with it. Which I guess... mm, can be both ways of dealing like his wife tragically died but also he killed her <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know um the ship's captain davin who i think is just a prick incarnate um has become very vocal over the years as to the events of that fateful night he has flip-flopped from story to story but is quote-unquote determined to set the story straight now he's like like um the hotel thing he's lied and retracted and just being i just feel like anyone who does that must have something they're hiding like why would you yeah make up stories otherwise on that note after davin publicly stated that he had lied to the police during the initial investigation he states that wooden wagner had in fact had an argument that evening davin later again recalled that Wood stormed off and slammed the door of her, of her room, with Wagner eventually heading down to confront her, which set off a loud fight, and then it grew quiet. And keep in mind, they've been divorced before. Mm. So there was obviously... There's obviously issues yeah. for some kind. Yeah. He claimed to have heard the dinghy being untied before Wagner returned, quote-unquote, tussled. So very flustered. He definitely did it. Like, <laughs> this is no question. Um, returned tussled and sweating profusely. Wagner told him that Wood was missing and when Davin suggested calling for help and turn on the searchlights, Wagner blocked him from doing such. 
At that point, the captain recalls Wagner saying, we don't want to do anything, Dennis, because we don't want to alert all of these people, referring to the other people on the boats in the area. He's, he did it. Like, <laughs> like, um, like okay. That is the most, like, evil. Yeah. But, like, uh, actually, second theory is that Davin did it. Yeah. And he's I don't now trust... trying to frame Wagner. Oh. I've, out of all my research, I've never come up with that, and that could possibly be it. <laughs> we solved it. Solved it. They solved both the did case. it. They could do it together. Well, that was my, like... That was my other possible theory, is that, um... Just stroking the moon? <laughs> that he's just stroking her chin. I was just scratching, but, um, that Wagner did it, but then, because the others were on the boat and they would possibly be, um, like, involved in, like, considered crime by association, association mm. that he convinced them not to say anything. Like, that, yeah. oh, that's so that's why, that's why the the captain had lied about it. Cause but I also don't know how credible Davin can be for the fact how many times he's flopped on yeah. his story and changed it so many times. Because he's the only one there, really. Because Walken went to bed and that was it. Mm. That's all he can recall from it. Um, so, yeah, he's very sus. Um... Davin made his way to the couple's bedroom to look for wood. He said, quote, It looked like a storm went through that room. Everything was just all over the place. It was a mess. I found one of her earrings. It was just thrown somewhere in the corner. Davin also recalls that Walken broke down in tears upon finding out she was missing. Which, yeah, I think he knew that she was terrified of water mm. and it's like you're in a boat in a harbour there's only so many places you can go mm. like if you're not on that boat and if she wanted to go back to the island to stay in the hotel at the night Dav- she would have told Davin to take her there like yeah, she, she wouldn't have gotten in the dinghy herself yeah exactly later on he said Wagner instructed him on what to tell the police that she must have slipped and fallen into the water by accident that was their story if she was missing, weren't you just... And you were genuinely You concerned. would just say, I don't know what happened. I yeah. don't know where she is. Or you wouldn't give a hypothesis. Yeah. Just be like, we were in a fight. I went to check on her. And she was gone. I don't know where she I is. I stormed off and now I don't know where she is. Not, oh, we were in a fight. She must have, um, oh, you know, slipped and fell into the water trying to untie the dinghy. Hmm. Yeah. That My wife, who's deathly afraid of water, to the point where she wouldn't even wash her hair at some point just went in the middle of the night, drunk as all fuck, to untie this dinghy. No. Like, boy. He definitely did it. Like, <laughs> let's be honest. Wagner and Davin's original account goes as this exactly. Wood went to bed and he and Walken stayed up to continue their debate. Walken then went to bed, leaving the two men to stay up for more drinks, the two men being Davin and Wagner. Mm-hmm. Um... Before Wagner, at around 1.30am, he went to check on his wife and kiss her, quote-unquote, kiss her goodnight, like he said in his memoir. He returned with the news that he couldn't find her, prompting Davin to conduct his own search. So that was the story, set in stone. 
Which obviously isn't true now because Davin's been like, I lied. Wagner told me to do it. He could also be lying that he lied. There's so many layers. Yeah. As stated before, he alleges that Wood and Walken had been flirting all weekend, which enraged Wagner. I mean, that alone would probably be the basis of their fight. Mm, Definitely. Um, Davin later recalled Wagner at one point smashed a wine bottle on the table and yelled at Walken... What are you trying to do? Fuck my wife. It'd be funny if he just went, well, yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, yeah. I got a fever. And the only prescription was sleeping with your wife. <laughs> oh, I just, I can just imagine it. I'm such a visual person that I can imagine him just being so angry and being like, you trying to fuck my wife? But since then, the story is heavily inconsistent throughout. Again, there's only really Walken and Davin that know what happened. Because Christopher Walken through and through went to bed. You mean Wagner and Davin. You said Walker. Oh, did I? Wagner. There's too many W's. There's too many W's. Wood, Walker, Wagner. Davin. Davin. That's a W. As all of this information has come to the surface... Wagner has now admitted that he did have an argument with Wood um, about her time away from her family and, like, her kids. Um, That was apparently just what they talked about, which is, like, dude. (laughs) You just confronted a man about wanting to fuck your wife and you're not going to talk to her about it? But, um, like, why did he wait so long to say, like, oh, actually, yeah, we did did have have a fight, yeah, stuff. Wagner revisited this case one more time in his 2008 memoir, Pieces of My Heart. Um, There are only two possibilities, he states. Either she was trying to get away from the argument or she was trying to untie the dinghy. Quote. That's what he wrote. Or both. But the bottom line is that nobody knows exactly what happened. Except you, because you killed her. Definitely. Um, in 2012, which was the end of the world as we know it, apparently. I'll never forget that. We've just been living in an alternate reality this whole time. Los Angeles County Chief Coroner amended Wood's death certificate and changed the cause of death from accidental drowning to drowning and other undetermined factors. So it was obvious she drowned because she was found in the water. And, yeah. Um, she had, I think she had water in her lungs, so she drowned. Um which uh, the statement included that the circumstances are not clearly established concerning how Wood ended up in the water. So no one knows how she got there, but she was there. Um, In January 2013, the Los Angeles County Coroner's Office published a 10-page appendium to Wood's autopsy report. That appendium stated that she might have sustained some bruises on her body before she went into the water. But that could not be definitively determined. Yeah. That's just guessing at this point. Yeah. Um, forensic pathologist Michael Hunter speculated that Wood was particularly susceptible to bruising due to the drug Scythroid, which she had taken, which I think was a painkiller. Or it could have been the motion sickness one. But painkiller is probably more likely to, yeah. to bruise. bruise mm. yeah. In February 2018... Wagner was named a person of interest in the investigation in Wood's death. He has denied any involvement at all. Wood had unexplained fresh bruises on her right forearm, left wrist, right knee 
and a scratch on her neck and a superficial scrape on her forehead that nobody knows how she sustained. Um, officials say it's possible that she was assaulted before she was drowned. Yeah, those don't sound like bruises and scrapes you get from falling in the water, but... No, you wouldn't. I mean, I'm no expert, but I would think you wouldn't actually get bruises from drowning. No, unless you, like, knocked yourself. <laughs> you didn't mean concussed yourself. Um, but yeah, that's... There's no real um, pointy end to this. It's still an ongoing investigation. There's... There's no real end in sight, but um, her sister Lana and the captain, Dennis Davin, are really pushing to get this um, case closed up. So it is a cold case at the moment. Well, there's not much they can do if they don't have any evidence of what happened. Exactly. But that's why they're trying to push, I think, Wagner to confess. Yeah. I think they're hoping for a deathbed confession. Yeah. Which I don't think he will do. He's published two memoirs. About how he didn't do it. But even in the memoirs, he didn't really dwell on it. I mean, Which you think would be a massive part of your life, right? When your wife dies. Obviously, especially being you're both cute actors and actresses. Actor and actress. <laughs> um, even I would, if it was me, I would put at least a chapter on it. Because mm. that's what everyone expects. And that would be least suspicious. Instead of just being like, mm, oh yeah, it happened. Oh yeah, my wife died. Don't know how she died. He definitely did it. Like, there's there's mm. no question about it, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I in my expert opinion. In your expert opinion of what I've listened to, five hundred hours of forensic files. It's just a celebrity thing, like because it's such a celebrity, high profile case, people are either one way or the other. Right. Um, if this was just, you know, people going on a yacht on the weekend, I don't think it would have been as publicised. Yeah, definitely. And I don't think it would have taken this long because I think there are some crooked cops in LA and what Wagner probably paid some guys off to be like, put her medical report as drowning. Yeah, I... Mm, that's definitely possible. Yeah. Like, if it was just regular people, they probably would have just prosecuted the husband. Immediately. Because the husband always does it, right? Like, that's, oh, what, yeah. they, that's what they say. Uh, what, except when he doesn't. <laughs> but like, except when I put poison in his coffee first. <laughs> but, like, that's usually lie. the first suspect is the husband. Because, yeah, you know, they had an argument. Crime of passion. He fucked his wife. <laughs> Walk and try to fuck his wife. Yeah, okay. He probably did fuck his wife. <laughs> but um, hmm. I do hope that this does come to some sort of conclusion sooner rather than later. Just for peace of mind to her family more than anything. And for me. Not for you. And for me. Um, this is very... It was so sus. The whole thing. Wagner is such a slippery individual. Yeah, like the way he's kind of evaded everything mm. the topic of conversation the involvement in the investigation of it he doesn't talk to anyone about it and you would think even a high profile actor as him would even just have to say a statement every once in a while about it because mm. that's what they do and i do think because it's such a big celebrity 
case that's why it's ongoing because they reopened it yeah definitely but anyway that was my first true crime episode the take on the mysterious death of natalie wood yay i hope everyone enjoyed that episode sorry for the delay <laughs> as stated at the top of the episode um hopefully it won't happen again hopefully hopefully um Yes, I was going to record this a week ago. Well, we were going to record this a week ago, but, yeah. Concussions happen. Concussions happen. I probably didn't do a very good job because of the concussion. <laughs> this, this episode was a bit of a mess. This episode is sponsored by a concussion. <laughs> um, it was a bit of a mess, yes. Um, I struggled to read off my script because <laughs> my brain just kind of like fuzzy. But yay, we did it. Yay. Moral of the story. Don't get a concussion. Don't get a concussion. And don't kill your wife. And don't marry Robert Wagner twice. And don't get on a boat with Christopher Walken. No, get on a boat with Christopher Walken. Just not with Robert Wagner. Yeah. Christopher Walken probably just wants to talk about two little mice in cream. Oh my god. (laughs) I have no idea what you're talking about. That's another quote in um, Catch Me If You Can. um, He's doing like a speech and he's like, like two little mice in a vat of cream. It was really weird, but he's always weird. Cool. Thank you for listening. So I think next week. It's your turn. Yeah, I think I'm going to be talking about MK Ultra. That's really freaky. Yeah, and like the Illuminati and stuff, because it's one of those things where it like, it like involves a bunch of different things all at once. It's like it like a tree. ties up in a little package, so. Um, Do you think you could do it in one episode or we need a part two? We'll see. We'll see. I'm really scared now. Like, like I know... Being brainwashed. I'm, I know the very, very basic surface level understanding of MK Ultra and the Illuminati. And that shit just terrifies me. Yeah, me too. Well, it did when I was like a teenager when I was like looking at YouTube videos about it. Because mm. that's the only place I knew how to, where to get the information. Like, about Taylor Swift being in the Illuminati and Katy Perry doing the, like, hand signs to show that she's in the, you know, these ones. Oh, the circle over the eye. Yeah, and, the, like, the triangles and stuff. Well, that, the triangle is, like, isn't it prosperity or something? Like a, I have no idea. Like a Viking symbol? Not a Viking symbol. Like a, reli- some sort of religious hand symbol? I'm not sure. Mm. But anyway, so I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna cover that next week, so. Yay, that's yeah. exciting. How do we finish this? I forget every week. We have a catchphrase. Um, See you next time. We won't hear you, but you'll hear us. Don't listen to the call of the void. Yeah, I think that's it. Yay! Okay. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.